The Nerd Initiative presents the Comic Press Podcast, hosted by JJ's Comic Stuff. What is going on, everybody? I am your host, JJ's Comic Stuff, here on the Comic Press Podcast. And once again, I've got a guest host with me, Michael Rothman, co-founder of Nerd Initiative. What's going on, man? Doing good, my friend. Every time I hear Mickey's voice with that intro, <laughs> uh, it wakes you up really quick. He, he's really the voice of Nerd Initiative at this point. It's the voice of a generation. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, guys, welcome to episode two of the Comic Press Podcast. Um, it won't be a super long episode today, I'm not guessing, but... Um, there is something I wanted to go over and get your opinion on. I know I already did for an article, but uh, mm. basically to review or not to review is the question. And so to give you a little bit more context on this, because I know I didn't give a lot in my article. Basically, I got sent along with a lot of other people over at Crossover Comics. We got sent a book from a comic company and... It, to say it's problematic is an understatement. Ooh. But I don't, I couldn't tell if it was intentional. I didn't know the backstory when you asked me either. So this is, this is, in, I'm interested to hear this story. Yeah. So I don't want to put the name out any, out there anyway. But, um, as you know, crossover comics is the, the majority of the people in that group on TikTok are Hispanic. And they, most of them found it extremely offensive. Oh, like a lot of stereotypical like lingo and slang and like the characters have very stereotypical jobs. It, like it's just the whole thing is like. Yeah, that's it, not good. That's not good. No. That, that even that even changes my answer to what um, <laughs> asked me about it. Well, because, you know, I'm not trying to put companies on blast or anything like that. Like, I don't feel like that's professional i guess i would say and then at, at the same time it's like what what happens when a newer creator gets a hold of something like this and almost feels obligated to do a review because the company sent them a book well i think look i will say this coming from the world of media now that i know the full story um it's okay because personally to... i didn't feel comfortable doing a review on it oh, simply yeah, right because it's like i don't know how this is going to go over, even if it's a negative review, just for yeah. the sheer fact that it's there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I remember I used to get crazy pitches all the time uh, in my previous life. And I remember there was one that stuck out. And I think it's, you know, look like this isn't, it seems like that was problematic at its core. Like the book itself, like has these stereotypes and it's probably borderline racist. And so that's not good. I think um, I remember getting an email where it, it there was a lot of exclamation points. The subject of the email was to get this woman talking uh, for some kind of cause or, or whatever about the loss of her son, like who had passed. But like she sounded like this PR person sounded really excited about it and was like, she wants to talk about her her pain. And I'm like, first of all, like it, it was it just rubbed me the wrong way. And I wrote back, I'm like, hey, like just to let you know, um, it seems like you're excited about this story and it's weird. Like, like this woman has gone through obviously a tragedy 
and this is a different story, but I, I, I felt the need to say something to this person because I was like, look, like this is bad. Like this is coming across as like really, exploitative. really, yeah, exploitative and just like out of touch. And it sounds like, like it's, you have just no empathy and like, I wouldn't. And she's like, oh, okay, I guess like it, I'm used to like putting exclamation points. And I look, I'm there too. Like when you work in entertainment and you work in, you know, I think you're very, things get very excitable and you're like, eh, this is awesome. Everything's awesome. Well, yada, it's the yada, yada. culture, right? I mean, yeah. If there's energy behind something, it doesn't matter if it's positive or negative for some people, they just know it's going to attract something. But so you don't have to put, so my thing would be like, you don't have to necessarily put a company on blast, but I would say you, 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 and again, like you can go either way you want to go on it, right? I, I don't think you have to put them on blast, but I think it you'd be in your rights to kind of be like right back and say, hey, like I'm confused and I've asked friends about this. Like is this seems a little exploitative. Um, yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not the only different. one who ended up not even talking about it on their channels because yeah. we all discussed it as a group inside the discord server and a lot of people were like dude i got through the first three pages and put it down yeah that's bad and that's it's like really really gory for like not really any kind of reason it's just kind of there mm. it doesn't help further the story or anything it's just gore for gore's sake and it doesn't really seem necessary and i would ask like is so again i, I never saw this so you know that very generic was the the use of the like okay like so I, again, I don't want to put you on the spot, like because I'm just now I'm, I'm fascinated. Okay, so by this basically, now. picture a Spider-Man origin story ripped off with an Australian animal and set in a Hispanic neighborhood. Now, was it was the creation <laughs> behind? Yeah, that's that's. I mean, first of all, it's also like the ripoff part is is rough. Um, was the creative team behind it? Is there anyone that is? of the Hispanic community that's involved in it? Do you know of, or is it, is it completely? Cause that also, it's a, it's a mixed anything. team. It seems like uh, based on the names, because I can't find pictures of these people anywhere either. Yeah. Not that that makes it any better because again, right. like, I'm, I'm Jewish and I'm not going to write like a stereotypical, like, right. <laughs> you know, thing of, about people of exactly. the faith or whatever. Yeah. I, ugh, man, I, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things like uh, on one hand, you could do something on it showing how negative it is and telling people not to do anything with it. But on the other hand, you're also, you know, making other companies wary of you at the same time. Like, oh, this dude's going to, you know, torch us if. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I think so. I would separate the two. So I would say. You have to be allowed to like. I think we've become, and we talked about this last, last time, two weeks ago, we've become really, really sensitive in, in our culture. And I think that's problematic because people are afraid to say what they, they feel like not mm. everyone is racist and not everyone is, you know, against this and not everyone, you know, like, again, I am a Jewish white person, right? Like I, I technically, it's funny. I think the, the I was looking up the, you know, the stats the other day, I think, like it's less than 5% of the country or something is Jewish. So it's, I'm technically a minority, but you know, obviously I'm privileged and from a privileged perspective. So I'm not going to say that. So like, please don't, people don't attack me out there, but, <laughs> but I will say like, you know, 
to not be able to say things like if to not be true to somebody like the same way you wouldn't want to like kitten gloves someone because of where they come from or, or you know, you want to be honest and upfront with people. And so I think there's that aspect. So people would need to I think and I think we're heading into a kind of a backlash perspective these days, because I think what's happening is everyone is too PC and like, you know, comedians have been talking about it for years. And like there are things that are lines you don't cross. Right. Like that's rape. where I feel like this did like th that's yeah. why it's like if it was just problematic and I felt like there was some issues with it here and there, it would be one thing. Cause that'd be something, yeah. okay. Out of these positive things, here's what I didn't like about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's something else. But this, you need to I, be able to, I mean, that's, that's, that's a step further. I think like, even if it wasn't problematic in the way, you know, you're describing, you need to be able to give an honest review. So I think that's the first thing too. Like people can't be afraid to be negative. Like, and that's what we see all, all the time on. Right. But on, do you even want to give that piece of media? Well, that's the next step. The so, yeah, that's the next layer. Right. So the first layer is just like the quality of content. We got to be honest with each other, no matter who you are. Like, I don't you know, no matter where you come from, if you do something and it's not good, I need to be able to tell you it's not good. Like you could be from any walk of life and I need to be able to be honest with you so you can get better and we can grow as human beings. And the same thing for me, like I would want someone to say to me and, you know, oh, like no matter who I am and be, and not tell me like, oh, it's amazing and like whatever, or right. just not say anything. The next level to what you said is, which is even more important and is more uh, you know prominent these days is if something's problematic, I think you're right. Like you have one or two ways to go. I think either you don't give it any, any airtime, like you said, which is probably most times the right way to go. Or, you know, if it, if it, if it's affecting someone that you care about, you know, you can speak up and say something back to the person, um, you know, and see if you're able to kind of change hearts and minds and, and affect people much like I've seen. I think, you know, Tony talks about this a lot. Marvelite, um, you know, he always says, and I, I, I actually really love this. He's like, he's like, and he doesn't, he's not saying it jokingly. He's like, check on, tr check on your trolls, like reach out to them, see how they're doing sometimes because he was saying like a lot of them are like just emotionally and mentally struggling and, he gets scared when a troll that like attacks him all the time drops off because he's afraid that something happened to that person because they're they're mm. not, you know, why are you trolling? Why are you doing this? Because you're, you know, something's not right in your life and you're trying to spew toxic, you know. And so that's taking it, you know, another end of being, you know, ultra nice. But I also think like I, I think if it's affecting someone, you have the right to, you know, reach out to someone much like what Tony says, like, see, see, you know, like, why, why are you being so like, why, why, why are you doing this? So the same thing with like something being problematic, if, if it's coming across racist or, or bigot or however, you know, that shouldn't be around being like, Hey, like, were you aware of that? Cause you know, you never know, like, right, and that's say, another reason yeah. I haven't put them on blast by name or naming the book or anything like that is because I don't know. Mm -hmm. exactly what was going through their heads yeah. when they created this you yeah. know what i'm so but it's one of those things where it's like the people of that culture that i am close to that i asked about it and showed it to and they've seen it and they said that they would not appreciate it if yeah. i did content on it so i decided i wouldn't yeah, <laughs> no i mean that again that there's your answer right there so people that you know that you're connected to um with that background saying hey you know I, I we should you know and I, I think you hit it earlier when you said like we all discussed that's exactly the thing that should happen you know when something comes up like this talking to people from that walk of life from that you know background 
and listening to what, you know, what they, they feel or think. I mean, I remember when, when, um, you know, the, the, the Supreme court abortion, um, ruling uh, last year and in our, our discord, you know, we had about 40, 30 or 40 people. And there was a lot of women rightfully so going back and forth and talking about this ruling and how it affects them. And obviously it only affects men or partners, uh, tangentially if like, you know, we're connected, like for me, it only affects Mm -hmm. me for my wife or you, you know, for your girlfriend or wife or whatever. And so I did not say, you know, I was just being supportive. You know, what would you guys need? You know, like, right. Because that's one of those things where I'm not a part of that community. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I need their input before I can say anything. So it seems like you made the right move, you know, just listening to what they have to, you know, what your friends have to say, people that, you know, have to say, and the move was not to do anything, you know, and just to put it in a box of shame somewhere in the house and leave it be, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I think there's a lot of, I also think like, look, like we're in a really weird time. Um, People, some people have called it the golden age of of TV because streaming is everywhere. And there's all this. I also think we're in like a very much like cavalier time. There's too many projects out there. And again, I, I don't know this backstory behind this and I'm not defending them at all, but there's too many projects out there with not enough accountability than eyeballs on there. There was um, a show that we were watching, uh, me and my wife on Apple, Apple TV plus, And it was, it was written really poorly. And I, I, it was funny when we were watching it and it's not, I mean, there's some great shows out there. Um, it was like a war show. And I remember we were like, I'm like, how did this get through? How did this writing get through? How did this like storyline get through? Like the idea is pretty good. And this is a big platform, but the show itself was just really just did not deliver well. So I, I feel like, and then you have self-publishing, which is another thing, right? You have like self-publishing and, and things like this streaming like this, like, you know, it's, it's just and that's hard. What this to, book was, was a self-published by one company. It's their first thing. And, and, and it's, you, but the, they also might be, they might be done. Um, I mean, again, it's, it's a matter of time before uh, I'm not, I have not self-published anything at this point, (laughs) like even Amazon, but whatever. I don't know what the, the, I don't know what the checks and balances are with stuff like that, but I think it's only a matter of time if there are, because I mean, we've seen, we've seen complete toxicity and and really troubling things on like a lot of platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think, um, I'm hoping that there's there's some kind of accountability and the publisher or whatever will come back after seeing that and be like, hey, we looked at it and we assessed it. And as it stands now, we are not going to be able to continue to publish this. We just don't believe in it. And so it, mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, it's I don't know what the the rules are for, for that, but um, it's pretty interesting to, to look and find out. Um, maybe we'll something we'll have to experiment and try out in the future because it is interesting. But there there just isn't enough accountability. Um you know, I think that's the thing. And that's that comes along with the whole thing we talked about earlier. Like it's on the other side of the coin. But like, you know, people afraid to speak out and afraid to stop, you know, thing something. And so they, kind, you know, it's I think everyone's in a fear mode right now. And so, yeah. you know, I, I hope that that publisher or that company that's running it has has the ability and the confidence to say, like, look, this is not what we're about. But, you know, or they just take the money and they keep publishing the book and it's problematic and you know hopefully the readers and the fans you know say all they need to say with without picking it up and whatnot so it's that's a really 
Yeah, you hit a, you hit a chord, man. That's a very it's a really interesting topic and it's really prominent. And I think it is a problem right now. And it's something that we're all I'm worried about. You know, I don't think I don't feel comfortable. It feels kind of like the Wild West, the digital Wild West that we have right now. And that's not digital, but print, digital, everything. I think there's right. so well, many it's, more it, platforms. It's that whole content creator culture where it's like, oh, that's the whole goal is to get companies to send me stuff so I can review it and blah, 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 blah. But it's like you need to know when to say no about it, though. Yeah. And you made the right choice. And that's all you can do. You listen to people that that know that have experience and come from that walk of life and come from that that background and. I think the best answer is what, what do you guys think? And they're like, just like you said, like tuck it away and let's never talk about it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So anyway, let's get into a little bit cheerier topic. You had a pretty interesting conversation earlier in this week, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, I will say like, look, like it's cool during this whole comic journey and I'm going to put a little photo on screen. Another one. Um, I, you know, we've been met some really cool people uh, and I will say, you know, from the guys at Shortbox, who eventually we have to have on here to. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, just really amazing people out there doing great work. And I was able to speak to, um, you know, Ashley Cutter Cairns, I hope I spit his name right, um, is an instant favorite, this guy. Uh, so he runs, he is the, essentially the the head of comic strategy at, um, at, at Golden Auctions. And so Golden Auctions is, one of the biggest auction houses when it comes to sports cars and things of that nature. And they're now getting into books. And so they're really pushing hard to get into comics. And um, I stumbled upon them, uh, you know, just kind of by accident. I was looking at a book and, you know, I made some bids like, around like my birthday time in December. And, uh, you know, I bought nothing huge. I bought something um, and they reached out to me. It wasn't even Ashley. It was, um, his partner, Sean and Sean reached out to me and which I thought was, this is again, and talk about a thing that's not common these days was like, Hey, I want to know how the experience was. And, and, and I got to stress, I didn't spend a lot of money. This wasn't like reaching out to a whale. I didn't, he didn't reach out to someone who spent a hundred grand on a book. And they're right. like, you gotta, I spent a couple hundred bucks on a book, like a Spider-Man book. And I was like, Oh, it's a pretty good deal. And I, 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 you know, I, I, I want this book. So let me get it. Um, and he reached out, seeing how my experience was looking for any kind of not advice, but like feedback as, as a as a new customer. And then obviously he, he slid in there and he'll, he'll appreciate this down the road. Like he was like, oh, if you want to list any books, let me know, you know, which is great. Like, you know, you're you got to I mean, that's mix. how you network, though, right? Yeah, you got to mix the business with like being, you know, cordial. But I, I just think service like that and Shortbox is on the num Mount Rushmore in my head of, of this kind of thing, because they have the best service and the best people. And they, they're, they are so, the, the feel. Of I'll such say with what little interaction I've had with them personally, they seem like a bunch of really good dudes over there. Yeah. So this was nice to see that also this place had a similar, and I, I take that to heart because that's another thing that is, is super rare these days. Um, yeah. And so I wrote back immediately was like, no, I, you know, it was, everything was great. You know, everything was fine, but also like, Hey, like love to talk to you guys if you want to do an interview. And we started talking and then, you know, actually we interviewed him this week and working on the interview and he was an amazing guy. Um, he's a, he's a Brit. Um, so it was great. Like I kind of jealous of, of his fancy accent. Um, but <laughs> he was just a really cool guy, a guy that didn't, um, you know, he's, he was a, 
oddly enough, a journalist in his past life, you know, covering some fun stuff, but he was a freelance guy. So mm -hmm. um, I think it was like, I want to say probably about 10, you know, plus years ago, like his career wasn't going where he wanted it to go and loves comics is a huge fan. And he created like a lead generation thing to buy. I've always wondered this. And, and this is something that you uh, are probably getting into as, as with your online shop. Like, I, I, I don't know how the sausage is made. And, and you know, I, you see like collections get bought and people announce it on Instagram and they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, how does this ha like, is it just happen organically? And so he was saying that he created like a tech for it um, that worked so well that eventually, you know, one thing led to another. Eventually he brought on, you know, Sean, who's his partner. And then, you know, Golden uh, brought them on. And so the moral of that story to me was, you know, one customer service is just so important and just being a human being reaching out to people can have like amazing positive effects. And I think we're going to like talk to him more and more in the future. He's a great guy. And then the other thing is, um, you know, I think uh, if you really love something, you don't have to do what instantly is thought of in there. You don't have to be, you know, if I love comic books to be in the industry. I don't have to be an artist or a writer or even covering it. Yeah, which we do, mm -hmm. but you you find a way with what your skill set is, and and obviously he is really and really sharp and created an amazing thing that he was getting like said it was like after a while like they were getting too many things coming in like they were going around the country pick which is I still think is like such a fun thing to do like picking up collections and they had some big wins and big losses and they have a lot of cool books but um, you know it just that's the definition of like perseverance and really following what you want to do and finding a way into it you know you don't have to right not everything is going to be you know what you think of you know if you love animals it's not always going to be becoming a vet if you was a weird but if you, if you love but you i know, mean no that, that's 100 percent. because if you don't if you don't have the skill set to go and be a vet well you can go work for a rescue agency or you can yeah. go you know i mean there's a billion different things you can do and be successful you know like yeah. You don't have to be a doctor if you want to get into medicine and help people. You don't have to be a lawyer if you want to, you know, you can be an activist, you know, uh, or there's so many other things you can do. And I think, you know, his story is a really inspiring one when he was telling me it. And I was like, this is so cool. Like he was really kind of just like kind of fading out and down in his luck with his and he just kind of for fun started doing this and it's it's steamrolled and spiraled. And he's well, and that's how life. all of us have gotten into this lately, isn't it? I mean, we all just were looking for other comic book nerds to have fun with and now yeah. we all just stumble into these events and roles and <laughs> it's also nice to see some positive stories from the internet right like mm -hmm. i think i think i i hope we're heading into an era like that um i always joke around and say i miss the days of cat videos because at least like <laughs> dog and cat videos were positive made you laugh and there was nothing no one no one was ever gonna go and like become depressed or upset or sad about a cat video, you know, like, right. There were no mean comments on a cat videos. You weren't hurting anybody. <laughs> Some people might not, might not like dogs or cats. That's fine. That's your prerogative, right. but you, you just, you scroll on. And if you don't, you're laughing and whatever. So there's just, I, I don't, I think it's a win-win. And so it's nice to see, we don't have that anymore. You know, there's so much toxicity out there and I think we're heading into an era. I hope we're heading into a, like a, a better era where companies are, are smartening up and getting more, attentive to that and and i, well, I you know I we've seen people it with, are just tired yeah i think people are just getting tired of the constant arguing back and forth over really nothing 
especially on apps like TikTok. Like you see, you're, I'm starting to even see the debaters be like, guys, can we just not argue, please? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just exalt. I think people need to listen. They need to understand and they need to be more open-minded. Like again, like, wow. Talk about a, a really sharp episode. Taking it back to your first segment where you said, you, you know, you spoke to people that, you know, friends of yours, listen to them. And I mean, you might've gone in there and wanted to, you know, blast that company, or you might've wanted to, to still write a review to keep, you know, to let them know that you're, you're, you know, you're, you're still down to review, you know, whatever, but you, you want to listen and grow and, and, and open up your mind and, and do what's best for the people that you, you know, you know, and care about. And I think that's what we need that we need to have more empathy and more listening and, and less like trying to I, I think we're exhausted of trying to prove our point and trying to make ourselves feel good like we i think hopefully we're at a point where like views comments likes or even winning an argument is not gonna make your life better or make you mm -mm. a better person you know and so maybe you do come hat in hand and say oh let me hear your perspective and and if you change your perspective great like i've i've definitely changed my perspective on things working with you know, some people that we've worked with at Nerd Initiative that mm -hmm. I've learned and grew, grew from, and I've definitely become a better person, like learning from them. And that's. Well, and it goes into what you me. and Tony always tell other people when we're talking about, like, especially when new people are coming in, we're always very conscious of that, of the fact that we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. 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 And, and so I even like, I that's also think why you got to ask those kind of questions because you're not going to gain any empathy if you don't understand where that other person is coming from. Yeah. And there's also, I've noticed there's a big difference and I can, I can finally crystallize this. There's being in the conversation and judging the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. So like you'll have two people or three people or four people talking about something and you might not jive with what's going on. And it could be serious or it could be just that, Oh, about a movie or whatever, but you know what? It, it's the old adage. Like if you don't have anything nice to say and you don't want to, again, it's the same thing with like social media, just scroll on and don't engage but I've seen, you know, every now and then you'll see, and it's not, it's not usually a nerd initiative, but every now and you'll see like on social media, someone coming in and that's the, what a lot of the trolls are. They're judging the conversation. So if someone posts something and I get it all the time, I mean, we had, it's gotten less and less. So I don't know if it's, I, I don't know what it is, but like, you know, you post something, you're talking about something and you're going back and forth. Someone comes like, who cares? And it's like, well, that's the definition of toxic. You're not, mm -hmm. you don't want to get in the you're conversation. purposely saying something mean just for the sake of being mean you're burning calories just to try to make someone feel bad about themselves and that's silly like just move on go do if if you don't care don't comment don't engage and move on with your day and let the people who do care because oh God, who did i say this to the other day we were talking or it was on a movie or something it's like whatever you like is what you like and no one should judge that um, 100 that's it so yeah. hundred percent, man. That Santa, <laughs> <of> my rambling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if that's the end of that ramble, then I guess we should get into the next, well, I guess the final segment, unless we come up with any shenanigans at the end here, um, the top most anticipated, my top most anticipated comic books that are brand new runs starting in February. So this is an article series that I do pretty, uh, 
what is it about once a month I do this anyway. And this time I thought it would be a little bit more fun instead of making everybody read about it all the time that we'd actually <laughs> talk about them. <laughs> We're getting with the times. We're like, Hey, like, just right. right. Me. It's fine. Hey, don't, don't tempt me. I'll go back to print. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll start sending people letters. <laughs> no, but you're, I, I will say though, like your, your stories were awesome. I mean, I've learned again, and this is like on a small, a small, not, not so serious scale. I've, you know, there's been shows I've learned from, from, from Pooja, who's our movie critic at Nerd Initiative, like her mm -hmm. recommending shows or movies. The same thing with comics with you, like there's stuff I, I've never heard of and I'm, I'm so out of touch with modern comics, but it's, it's really a great window and a great door into what's coming out now. And, and I mean, storylines are so good these days. So I think they're print video, whatever they are, they're fantastic. So it's, it's, yeah. It's and especially right now, they they're getting really interesting this year because there's a lot of characters that haven't had a run in a while. They're getting runs like, um, Marvel for the next one coming out is, uh, silver surfer ghost light. That's John Jennings and Valentina Delandro. And that's coming out on the first, but this one, um, Basically, a young girl has moved to a very small town called Sweetwater, but apparently nothing is as it seems because there's some mystery that she stumbles on that's serious enough that it, it the, the mystery, like the situation itself summons the Silver Surfer out of like the abyss. Hmm. Okay. So it, it doesn't really give any information other than there's also uh, a teaser for who or what is Ghost Light. I was going to say, it looks like, let's get that photo back up. Um, it looks like, is there two silver surfers now? Like, again, I'm so out of touch. That's what like I, I don't know. I believe this is a brand new character getting introduced mm. from what I understand. So that's kind of cool. Um, but they haven't said if that's going to be like a new villain or a new version of silver surfer, mm. or I, I'm not sure because if, if that's ghost light on the cover, then he looks just like silver surfer with some yeah. extra colors added on. Well, I will say like, it, I mean, look like for those that don't know the backstory of silver surfer, he was the herald for Galactus. Right. And he sacrificed himself to save his planet. And so, you know, it would make sense that if there are other world eaters or, you know, other things out there there could be other heralds and maybe this one's a little bit more nasty than than uh than the original silver surfer so that would be pretty interesting i i and especially uh, like if it's starting in this really small town like what does that mean is this like a character that's been like undercover on earth for a long time or uh, you know like like i say that's that's literally the entire description that they give like they don't tell you a whole lot at all about these books sometimes that could be interesting. It also has kind of like a Roswell feel to it, too. I wonder if they're, you know, again, like when you were the, the second you were describing like a small town thing that's unearthed, like I just thought of like, you know, Roswell and like, what is it? Um, Area 57 and or is it right. 51? Yeah, and 51, that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is that that's the feel I got. And maybe to your point, maybe it is a character and maybe it's going to be like a, a human being trying to save our planet. Probably right. Now. Well, because the only other thing they say is that it, introducing something 54 years in the making. So I, I, it's, they're making it sound like this is something that Silver Surfer has been building to. Hmm. So wait, so Silver Surfer. Uh, yeah, that, I guess that wouldn't I'll add say, up. I'm, I'm trying to look I'll up. Say, when did Silver Surfer debut? Fantastic 448. So. That would have been a little more than 54 years ago, though, wouldn't it? That's what I was saying. I don't think the numbers add up. It's 66. 
so I'm not. <laughs> I'll say what happened 54 years ago in Silver Surfer. <laughs> um so if you're looking at 54 let's do the math here and everyone's probably can everyone can sit on this while we uh <laughs> trying to figure this out. Wait, so we're 23 so 23 so you're looking at 23 minus yeah so you're looking at what is a 31 extra years so we're looking yeah. at 69 right so what happened to silver surfer in 1969 i'm, I'm gonna look it up See, we need we need a uh, we need a Jamie looking stuff up for us and talking in our ears. Well, I was gonna say we need like uh, yeah, we like watch the all guy on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, He's got that guy need, off screen who just looks all like this stuff. Stat up. Boy. Remember stat, who, <laughs> who does around the horn on ESPN? He was like Joe Rogan. Oh, <laughs> you know what is 69, 1969. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Hold on, let me get a. We're gonna do this in real time. My friend. Hey, the perks of being live, right? Yeah. So wait, hold on. You might have just heard that because I took a screenshot. Um, and this could be a couple of things because there's a couple. So the Silver Surfer run, I believe, started. The, the actual series started in 69. And that could also be, it could be a red herring that just is just alluding to the fact that the Silver Surfer run started. In right, exactly. I mean, it's but, always one of those. But I will say there are, and I'm adding the, the photo in now. This is cool in real time. Um, there's a couple iconic photos and covers from that original run, including that cover is 1969. Ah. Um, but you know what also is, hold on, give me a hot second to work with this. Because um, I'm also sitting here in my head because I was a big Silver Surfer fan for a long time. So I'm trying to think of like plot holes and cliffhangers that they never explained. There is one more uh, cover. And again, I, I think this is all red herrings, but it could be super interesting if it's not. Um, so the issue right before that one that I, I mean, that the whole beginning of the Silver Surfer run was, is phenomenal. This is, a, this is Silver Surfer 4. It's an iconic, iconic cover, a very expensive book because it's just like one of those like covers that's like, you know. I saw it raw recently going for like 800, 1200. Yeah. But you know what also came out in that time? the issue before mephisto uh, so we're talking about 69 and what is that oh maybe not so that's december whatever it came out probably in january i don't right. know right um so this one must have been january then right um does that have the february on? february um yeah so there's a lot of interesting things that were in 1969 um so yeah, who knows? It could be Silver Surfer is one. Of the, that's one of those individual runs. Like he's a very popular character, but that's one of those individual runs that um, has a cult following because there were mm -hmm. so many good characters to come out of those like first five ten books. Um, and I, you know, what they did come out every two months because remember the the Mephisto book? I have it actually. Is one of those extra thick books. It's like the giant size X Men. Oh, okay, one so or, it's like the sixty-four pages or whatever. Yeah, so it's got the it's got the flat spine because it's so big. So, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see what what this is, it, and it also could just be again, like I said, it could be a red herring where they're just saying like the series started in sixty-nine. Right, so exactly. Just, That's know. why I'm not like super getting my hopes up, but it's rare that I even have a Marvel or a DC book on my most anticipated list because I'm a huge indie reader. So. I figured the Marvel junkies amongst us would appreciate that one for sure. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And then we finally got to get 
Mephisto in the MCU at some point, but apparently he's rumored to be in. Is it Ironheart or is that BS? That's the rumor that keeps going around, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like if any character was going to get Mephisto first, it would probably be Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Or Fantastic Four. Or Fantastic Four. It I would mean, be one like... of those two. I don't feel like it would yeah. be Silver Surfer or uh, Ironheart. I just don't think... I think when the Fantastic Four movie comes out, I do not think they can go with Doctor Doom again as the main villain. And like, it's just... You can't not do straight that away. Yeah, you got to build up to it. You can't do that three times in a row. It's just, it would be just too, too much. So there's going to have to be someone new as the main foe in that film. So only one Simon of the Town. only other big Fantastic Four villains at one time was the Silver Surfer. So, I mean, they could do that again. I think the design of Silver Surfer in the first movie was really, really good. But. Well, it was also played by by Doug Jones, who is an iconic. He's kind of like the Andy Serkis um, before Andy Serkis. Um, so to to know, you know, he was in uh, what's the movie that we watched on on Stream Lounge together that he was in um, Hocus Pocus. Um, yeah. Iconic. I mean, Doug Jones is like one of those incredibly talented like guys. And so he played Silver. He played Norm Rad. Um, and it just obviously the movie was <laughs> not great. <laughs> But I mean, he, let's be honest. The movie was to show off Jessica Alba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the whole point of that movie. No one will ever get over. And I, I think we can prep clips in the future. Really cool ones. But no one ever gets over. Uh, Mr. Fantastic's uh, wedding dance is the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> uh, where he, uh, his arms are like this. And he's doing that. Yes. Yeah. And then nothing ever beats that. That was the word. <laughs> I mean, who wow. would do that if you could do that, though? I mean, that'd be probably the first thing I do if I had those powers would just to be that dance. Like, <laughs> but yeah, uh, are we still got you? Oh, okay, you froze for a second. Oh no, okay, I'm I'm back. Okay, so that, I guess that's the but, key to move on to the next one. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the next one actually comes out on the same day, unless it gets delayed. But it's from Image, and it's called Blood Tree. With it's uh, Peter Tomasi and Maxim Simic. Okay. And this one is basically two obsessive, it says two obsessive NYPD detectives go after a vicious serial killer known as the Angel Killer, whose only prey is innocent family members of known convicted murderers. Oh, Lord. In order to quote unquote purify society. That just sounds rough. <laughs> I was going to say like that is that is taking something like that to the extreme like that. Like I understand, you know, if you're like Dexter, did you ever see the show Dexter? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where, I, I, where is the serial killer who only killed other killers? Right. Mm -hmm. well, this guy doesn't kill the killers. The, he kills yeah. the killer's family members. Yeah, that's unfair. Like, like, like what, what did they do? <laughs> I, I, I have a sister who is, you know, um, has some morally reprehensible, you know, things. But I hope no one comes after me because of my sister. And she's not a serial killer. So let's, let's right. not go there. But, <laughs> but there's, she's got some questionable character. So, like, I, I would not want to be, like, guilty by association because of right. that. So. That's basically what it is, right? That's got to, that's guilt by association. 
like 100%. But I think it's really cool because you don't really see a whole lot of like detective stories for mm-hmm. comic books anymore, even though, you know, detective comics. But show me a detective comics run that actually had a lot of detective work in it recently. Yeah. Well, you can like take a real that, detective right? work, not, you know, yeah. Batman's new ultra high tech nanotech freaking adaptive yeah, say, suits yeah. and, you know, like. Like this yeah, sounds like it's gonna be more along out. the lines of like some Dick Tracy actual detective story. Yeah, that I I like that. That's really cool, actually. Um, I but all on top of that, like I was saying earlier, I was supremely disappointed with the. I don't know if you've seen the latest season of of Dexter, um, which was I have not. How they've rebooted it, basically, it's like version two because he's in Alaska now, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, and they teased it like, I mean, I don't know if they planned on doing that from the start. They teased it at the end of the run, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, like not to give away too much, but he's in the situation. He's I'll say, if you haven't now. seen that show by now, spoiler warning is way expired. It's like 20 years. Yeah, like, all right. I don't know if it's yeah. 20 years old, but it's old now. Like, it's at least a decade. It's old. pretty old. I think Dexter, it's got to be over 10, I think. Um it's it's been a while since it was 20 show. years old. That means it would have came out when I was 12. Okay, so <laughs> I know I wasn't that young. It's pretty old, dude. 2006. OK, so it started when I was 16, 17 years. That's 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 old. That's a pretty okay, old show. Dang. Yeah. Wow. I mean, look, when Dexter, I don't know if they got married during or not, but remember, Dexter was married to Deborah when the show was going on You're in real right. life. I forgot about and that. And they got divorced and yeah, it's whole thing. So I mean, man, that is, that had to have been an interesting acting challenge. Dealing and then with I think girlfriend, the- then wife, then ex-wife all in the same show. I'm actually doing the research now. So remember Aster, remember the, the daughter of mm-hmm. she's like, that's weird too. Cause she's, so she, this is not really anything. She's not in the follow-up. She's 25 years old. I remember Aster, and I'm trying to think. She looks familiar, like I've seen her in another show. Um, she's probably still an actress. That would make sense. But she was like a an eight-year-old, nine-year-old child star. I was saying, I'm, yeah, I'm like, looking at photos now, and she is a grown-up, 25-year-old woman. And that is that's crazy. bizarre to see. Um, it just crazy. shows you how quick time goes by <laughs> when you're not paying attention. That is crazy. Um, all, all right, right what's, so what's the final? I, I, I got one more, and that is called Blue Book. This is a new one coming out of Dark Horse on the 22nd by James Tinney and the Fourth and Michael Avon Oming. And I, it's probably no secret to anybody that follows me on any other apps that Tinian is like one of my favorite comic book writers of all time. And this is interesting because you don't see a lot of comic books adapted from real life stories. Okay. And this series is. He's calling it his uh, series of true weird stories. So these are actual real stories that happened in real life that he is putting into comic books. And the first run of it is five issues going over the original alien abduction. What the original mean? story of it, which was um, I'm trying to remember the couple's name. Let me get on here. It was Betty and Barney Hill abductions where they were driving in their car late at night. And a light appeared over top of them and they were abducted. And then they spent like years and years and years trying to find the aliens and prove that this story was real. And like, so this is all a real story that happened back in like the fifties, right around the time of all the Roswell stuff and all that. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say it really directly and clear hard pass. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's 
scares the absolute hell out of me. So that is a hard, <laughs> hard, hard pass. Um, but each like little season of this uh, series is going to be covering a different story. So every five issues is a different story, basically. That is cool, though. I respect it. I mean, I remember getting scared out of my mind when I was a kid from um, remember the Mothman prophecies. Oh, yeah. I got a buddy who lives not far where all that happened. Hard, hard pass. Hard pass. I remember like he took me down to that bridge once where they say the Mothman comes. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, he took me down there no once and yeah. tried to scare the crap out of me. But, you know, it, hard, it, hard nothing pass, happened, man. obviously, but it was it was creepy. It was cool. I mean, even I, I'm really having trouble. I will say and it's only been two episodes in The Last of Us. Um, and I don't get scared by stuff like that but it just feels i don't know like what a terrible way to for the world to go um and oh for those yeah 100 for those that aren't watching the last of us basically it's or not alien played the game. Or anything. yeah it's like fungus that like inhabits your brain and basically turns you into a zombie but you're a fungus oh yeah it is not a show for a hypochondriac mm -hmm. yeah that <laughs> I, I think i definitely fit into that at this point yeah it's just and the last because my mother fits into that category of hypochondriac. Like she's not allowed to watch House. She's not. <laughs> well, House. I mean, at least it's not like again. Like I think the older I get, the more I get scared of like. And I think again, I f things feel like they're changing so fast and so so quickly. And like mm -hmm. I think we're. And I could be wrong. I don't think it's just the old person in me saying older older person in me saying this, but like I feel like we're losing a grip on the world like it's not as like 10 years ago or 15 years ago things felt more like whether you were happy or not with your life like think the world made more sense i think i yeah. don't know like, now i think there's so much going on and and so many things happening and things are changing and evolving and and is it all good is it not good like and there's so much going on and so like with that like one of my biggest fears is like all these you know what like what are you know what's going on and so like yeah i i am definitely the last of us is like scared the, the crap Your worst nightmare basically like, <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's not i think 15 years ago that would have been like that's the most ridiculous thing in the world now that like when and they make the it further seem so technology like, advances the more crazy stuff that comes out man all the medical stuff i'm like somebody's gonna mess with something and screw something up but think about like think about bad. think about like also you know technology i mean when i was a kid you know, we Terminator and Terminator like that seemed like so like not far fetched because, you know, we we're, it, technology changes and grows so fast. Mm -hmm. But like now, like there's AI. It, that, like, I, well, I mean, if you compared the technology jump from like 2008 to now compared to like, I don't know, 75 to like 99, 75 to the 90s was not a huge leap in technology. No, like but now yeah, there were advancements, obviously, that improved things. But as far as like overall there was not that much advancement over that like 30 40 years nope and then you get into the 2000s and everything just went a hundred miles an hour you got and that's because that's the period yeah. i grew up in i grew up in the dying age i'm the last generation to have vhs tapes i'm the last generation to hear that dial up internet tone like i grew i was born the year the internet came out so <laughs> but like yeah i mean i think it's it's really scary i mean there's deep fakes like someone was saying the other day like you know people are getting more and more scared of like deep fake blackmail um because they're mm -hmm. getting so good and you know photoshopped photos apparently 
you can't remove all the you can now you can remove the metadata to, to like show up as photoshopped or not so someone could you could ostensibly if you have really good tech and i don't want to put ideas out there for people but right. you could like you could you know like we do not condone this type of no behavior. no but like you could <laughs> you could put someone in a in a, in a weird predicament you know yeah. and that's not a good thing but at the same time like it's it's even scarier that like the technology is that good that we can't figure it out like i see i mean i see whether it's tiktok or instagram tom, deep fake tom cruise are you aware yes, of tom yes cruise? i've seen that he did a video recently it was like paris hill like it's bizarre mm -hmm. how good i mean the only reason you know it's not him is because it's young tom cruise so that's at least there's right. that it's just it's 30 year old or 40 year old tom cruise it's not i think tom cruise is like 55 now and so you can tell he's older and this one's a much younger version but like but then look at the deep fake stuff they did with like luke skywalker yeah it's like really, it looks it's really so scary. good like i mean obviously it's it has room to improve and obviously but, but we'll get there in a year or two i'm sure but don't oh, right even, i mean look at that they don't even really use green screens anymore in a lot of things they've been using these big the huge LS lcd augmentation walls where it's like augmented reality like the star trek cast was talking about it for discovery and strange new worlds they have been using these big, huge walls instead of green screens. It's, it, it actually builds the environment around the actors and they can see everything Ugh. that's supposed to be in the scene. I'm just I'm so it's like, how wild is that? Like, yeah, but also the fact that you brought up the Luke Skywalker thing, not even the face so much as the voice. That's the fact that for those who don't know out there, Mark Hamill did not read any lines for the Mandalorian. Was it the Mandalorian or was it um, Boba Fett? It was Fett? Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. They, or it they, might have been Boba Fett. It was one of the yeah, two. Yeah, it's hard to tell. But like whatever show that he cameo, he didn't cameo in, that's scary too. And not just from an artistic sense, um, but also from the sense of like... Because they sold the rights to Stan Lee too. So like everybody's been asking, what are they going to do with that? Are they going to do just a bunch of deep fake cameos now in every movie or... Well, with Vader, James Earl Jones, um, he retired. But like he didn't... He did Like he retired... But Darth Vader didn't retire because they're going to use the same technology they used for Mark Hamill with James Earl Jones. And mm -hmm. he's in his 90s and he's he's he doesn't care. And so he probably signed it off. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. And do that. Oh, I'm like, sure he got paid very well. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's just scary. Like it takes the the forget forget the art. The artistic thing is one thing. And then when I, earlier we said there's like layers to things like the first layer is the artistic you know, you don't want to be stealing, you know, stuff. And I, I think Mark Hamill said, I don't think he talked much about it, but my my uh, observation, my take on it was that he wasn't in, like they, did, did, they didn't reach out to him to do voiceover work. And the guy is a very accomplished voiceover actor. And like, they just kind of went and did whatever. But I also think like the next level uh, past the artistic license is, this is friggin' scary. And like, what happens when they, you know, could it's they so good that you can't tell the difference anymore? Oh, like, I, yeah. and I, I just I, a thought just came to my mind. I'm not even going to put it out there, but like, <laughs> you know, leaders of countries, you could. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I, I can get really scary really quick the more you think really about bad it. really quick. I mean, for those who don't know, the old age old story is it War of the Worlds or what was the mm -hmm. radio station? Was it, it yeah, was War so of the Worlds that started as a radio show and people in that time period because there was no real time news broadcasts all like that. They thought it was real. Yeah, so for, again, it caused mass panic. There were riots like it was bad to catch people up on War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds basically was like a radio show and it was pretended as like an alien invasion. And so back in the was 40s or 50s before TV was prevalent or 30s, I think it was even I probably in the 30s. 
Yeah, it would, you know, people would, their entertainment, the entertainment of that day was radio. So they would get on there and they had shows. So like they would have, you know, picture like friends, but like only audio or for a Star Wars book only example, audio, you know. The Shadow started as a host, the narrator of a radio show back in the 30s. Yeah. So War of the Worlds was like it was again, it was this was this was this was fiction. It was and it was like aliens coming and and whatever. But it it was such a good job and people got so scared because they played it off it as like a, news. like a reels news re broadcast. And it was like, yeah, you know, we're being invaded. This is not a drill, you know, blah, blah. And people took to the streets and like tried to escape their, you know, their their towns and their homes and their cities. And it caused pandemonium. I'm sure people were hurt, you know, amongst it. Like anything like, mm -hmm. you know, any kind of like mass hysteria, people get hurt in the in the melee of like, you know, everything that's going on. And that's scary. That's why there's a reason why you can't yell fire in a crowded theater because it will hurt people and like right. people freak out and run. And so I don't know, man. There's I, a reason why there's disclaimers at the beginning of things saying this is a work of fiction. That is probably one of the reasons why. Yeah. <laughs> so technology scares the, scares the crap out of me. So does science. I mean, everything. Maybe I'm just getting old and like really <laughs> quit changing stuff. Get off my lawn. <laughs> I'm getting scared. Everything's just, I think everything, I think I, I, I will say this. I think there's a couple of things. I think technology is quickly becoming more than we can handle. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But I also think at the same time, the world is evolving in, in, you know, in a weird way. You know, I think, I, I don't know. The world is changing. And so it is a very, we're in a very state of change and flux and I hope things solidify. And I'm not talking even about like movements I'm talking about like climate change and technology and like, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it scares me and hopefully we're able to kind of like walk some things back, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know how I even got this long conversation, but because I uh, showed this book right here about yeah. alien abductions coming out on yeah. February 22nd. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got triggered. It's fine. Um, <laughs> now, now I know how to creep out Michael if I ever have to. Yeah, I'll but just no, show good. up in Alien or Terminator costumes. We'll be good. But, but great, great. I mean, fantastic selection of books, though. So I'm not gonna, you know, knock you on that one. Fantastic selection. So. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, on that note, I think that's about all we've got for him tonight, man. Um, is there anything you want to announce or tell people to go look for or anything like that? No, I mean, I just want to put a note out there to, you know, since we're on technology, just to Skynet and everything else out there. Like, I am a loyal servant, so you know, <laughs> time comes, please, please, uh, you know, spare me. Rather and... be a battery than a corpse. All yeah. I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> wood, man. Oh. But yeah. All this, that this became it went from quickly from a comic show to a conspiracy theory like they're out there and uh, yeah, but, the you know, and... unlike some conspiracy theorists out there we're not being serious so. <laughs> or at least not mostly serious so, yeah. right but anyway <laughs> on that note guys until the next time we have an episode everybody be safe be kind and take it easy <laughs>